is Cheers to Your Pivot, a podcast to help you challenge old visions and lead your way. My name is Dr. Taryn, and I'm a leadership coach. I spent two decades climbing the conventional career ladder, only to realize it was not what I wanted. So I decided to pivot and start my own business, and I did so with a strategy in hand. My business launched to six figures in less than 90 days. Most importantly, I lead my way. Listen, conditioning kills calling. So let's get started and cheers to your pivot. Welcome back. Today's episode is a little bit different. I'm going to share a case study highlighting a school transformation so that you can see what is possible when you're a leader with a clear vision, you respond to your team's needs and their limiting beliefs, and you get the specific help you need to lead your way and to do work that matters. This school is a client that I have worked with for three years now, but the transformation that we'll talk about today was in the very first year. (laughs) And it it just keeps getting better. Okay, so I'm going to break down this case study into five sections so that we can review the research, the school's challenges, and the results. And so if you would like more information about this particular case study, I wrote an article about it in the American Montessori Society magazine called Montessori Life. And you can grab that article in the show notes. Okay, so let's start at the beginning with what does the research say? So this is a Montessori school. So it is an independent school. And according to the association of Delaware Valley Independent Schools as of May 2023, it highlights that 61% of prospective families who are seeking schools for their children are seeking diverse learning communities. 61%. of families who leave their school communities leave because they are in search of better belonging elsewhere. They don't feel like they fit. They don't fit within the community. They don't feel like they belong to the community. And so they leave. And what they're in search for is better belonging elsewhere. Now, 77% of schools have said they have tried something to build that belonging, to create that more diverse learning community, but they did not have an ongoing strategy. So they tried the one and done. 77% are doing the one and done. Raise your hand if you're doing the one or done. I know, I know. But an ongoing strategy is going to be the game changer here in this transformation. And you'll see why. Now, only 7%, as the research says, according to the Delaware Valley Independent Schools, 7% of schools actively recruit and strategically prepare for their underrepresented communities to be a part of their school community. Only 7%. 
And I think the key word here is strategy, strategically prepare, right? If we're mostly doing the one on one and done, having a strategic system approach to the work is just not going to be there. So that 7%, it's small, but it's really because we're mostly doing the one and done. All right. So here's some more research. According to the 74, public and charter school enrollment has dropped significantly as of May 2023. So this is recent information. 20 of our nation's largest districts have experienced a decline in student enrollment. At least 12 states offer educational savings accounts to allow public funds to pay for private school. Why? Because they know families are leaving and they're leaving quickly. So 12 states have thought, let's be more supportive and see how we can help families who are just leaving us anyway. And also the research shows that the pandemic has caused a rise in homeschooling options across the country. So that's the background locally within the Delaware Valley and nationally. Enrollment is an issue everywhere. There's a lot of school options and parents want the best. They're looking for the belonging. They're looking for the community. They're looking for diversity and their children to be reflected in all of the spaces and they are searching for it wherever that may be. So what was this school's particular challenge? Well, the challenges were very much like the research shares. They had low enrollment. And at the time that I began working with them, they actually had their lowest enrollment since 1995. So I started working with them in 2021, and it was their lowest enrollment since 1995. And like most schools, right, 2021, we're just coming off the pandemic. A lot of schools, particularly independent schools, are bringing children back on campus, right? Or maybe they had the ability to, to not even have to go remote. But in this case, it resulted, just like in so many other cases, it resulted in low community engagement, right? Because you had some parents, even if schools were open, deciding to keep their kids home. And then in the case that everybody was on remote learning, getting families and children to transition back from COVID brought on challenges of low community engagement. And then third, the school faced challenges with cultural understanding and cultural responsibility. They knew they needed a focus around diversity, equity, inclusion, but they didn't really know what to do. Obviously, at this time, we as a country are facing a lot of racial unrest, right? So they wanted to respond to that, but didn't know how. So their three challenges were low enrollment, low community engagement, and limited cultural understanding and responsibility. So what did we do, right? Here comes the transformation. So what we did was we focused on three specific areas. One, leadership coaching, right? One-on-one leadership coaching with each leader in the building. Number two, culturally responsive training. So giving teachers the tools 
to be culturally and socially responsive in the classroom with students of all ages. And then thirdly, ongoing professional learning to ensure that there was an active and sustainable approach to implementing these next steps, these changes that they were making, right? So it's not the one and done solution. It's support, guidance, handholding through the entire implementation process. Now, what were the results? Y'all, it was incredible. So summer of 2021, we began working together. There were 89 students enrolled. This was the lowest enrollment since 1995. By summer of 2022, there were more than 200 students enrolled. By the summer of 2022, there were more than 204 students enrolled. I mean, I I have to be honest with you, today they are over enrollment and they have their highest enrollment in 60 years. And when I say over enrollment, I mean, they have a wait list and that was just unheard of. That was not their reality before we met. And so the enrollment increases and the increases in just more kids coming. So there's more tuition dollars to fund the school, right? It changed everything for them. They have better infrastructure. They have better training. They have new facilities. They have an opportunity to celebrate their successes of being in their 60th year as a school community, but being at the top of their game, okay? The return on investment was incredibly exponential. I mean, more than 50 times their investment. And why? We focused on prioritizing equity and belonging in schools. So here's what the leader had to say about this change. This is a quote. Families on my admission tours have noted how diverse the student and faculty population is and how that is very important to them. I have always had prospective families who did later enroll mention that it was very important to them to see on our website and social media that we made a devotion to supporting DEI and that it wasn't just appearing on the website, but it was also apparent in the observations between our students and teachers. That connects directly to the research. Remember, 61% of prospective families are looking for diverse communities for their children. And this does not matter what ethnicity or cultural group they are from. They are wanting this regardless of what they look like. They want their children to be part of communities that represent what the world looks like. And so when tours were happening and families were going through this building, it not only created a sense of security and trust and belief in their program, when a person of color was able to see themselves reflected back to them, not only in the school population, but in the staff and in the leadership, but also when it was a white family walking through, they too wanted to see that level of diversity because they find it to be of value for their children as well. Everybody wants to see this. And we see it noted in the research that 61% 
of prospective families. They're looking for these diverse communities. And when they leave, they're leaving because they don't see that belonging and they don't see that diverse community. But I highlighted the enrollment first. I want to talk about the fact that in this quote, the school leaders are sharing not only that they have diverse student population with that increase in enrollment, they're also noting that the staff changed. The faculty and staff diversity increased. So as of 2021, in the summer, when we started working together, there was an all-white female teacher team and leadership team. Everyone on the staff were white women. And listen, that's really what the national average in our teacher population looks like. More than 85% of teachers teaching in our public schools are white women. So this is an independent school, right? So all white teaching staff, all white leadership team when I am starting to work with them. In our individual one-on-one coaching sessions, we would really focus on what it would take system-wise and what it looks like professionally and personally to make the changes to really build a community that feels welcoming, safe, and connected for people that are coming from historically excluded communities to now be in these spaces with with everyone. It's not enough to say, I want diversity on my team. You have to create the environment where it feels safe for people of diverse backgrounds to join you. And so in the summer of 2021, we had no racial diversity, right? But by the fall of 2022, the diversity amongst faculty and staff was up by 23%. Currently today, they're up 43%. I mean, it's incredible. And I believe there is at least one teacher of color in every single classroom because every classroom has two teachers. So there is a faculty member of color in almost every single class. Incredible. That transformation was in one year and it just continues to grow. Why? Because word is getting out. And here's a quote from one of the leadership team members about the change in diversity amongst their faculty and staff. Many of our new staff members were referred by a current staff member. This is an indication that our faculty members who are considered people of color feel comfortable and valued in our school, so much so that they have recommended the work to their friends. They have asked their friends to join us. I mean, that is definitely an indication that not only is it safe to work here, it's also safe to just be. I feel like I'm at home, so you should come join me. And you better believe people came to join. Why? Because those places where it's safe to be for historically excluded communities are few and far between. So what's happening now? With a 
50 times return on the investment and just year one of implementation, this school obviously continues working, right, on building better belonging and refining their professional learning support so that their teachers can be more responsive to the communities that they now serve. And so we still work together. I shared with you that we were in our third year and these are the results from year one, right? So their program leaders get more specific support now. They are now working with me around parent education and community engagement strategies. And they're still getting that leadership coaching that has been transformational. So something that organically came out of the work we did together was that they have an embedded teacher pipeline with a high school partnership, and they now have a diverse talent pool of assistant teachers and assistant leaders. So this focus on diversity in their community and in their schools translated to a more diverse pipeline and a connection with a community high school where the high school wanted their young people to be able to learn from the practices of this school and how they were making their community so diverse and so reflective of the community that they serve. So what are their plans for the future? I mean, they have plans of more campuses and more opportunities to serve more children. They are just in a phase of building. So much is possible now when you have the community, you have the staff, you have the enrollment, you have the money. I mean, so much is possible. If you'd like more information about this case study in particular, I wrote an article all about it. And as I shared at the top of the episode, this case study is linked inside of the show notes. So go grab it there. And I really hope you enjoyed this snapshot of a school transformation. I hope you can see what's possible by just listening to the transformation that one school had. And in the future, I will share more of my experiences working with real leaders who have real results. And if you're a leader who wants to be highlighted As a case study on the podcast, just let me know. I would love to highlight you and your work in your community. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. You could have been anywhere in the world and you chose to be here. I really appreciate you for that. So listen, if you love this episode, make sure to follow so you never miss an episode with me. And if you want to continue the conversation, send me a DM on LinkedIn and we can connect over there. See you next week.